the Maximum Beathead Podcast. Once again, we are back with another episode of the Maximum Meathead Podcast. This episode, Joel and I took a bit of a road trip up to Ottawa, saw some friends, and uh, had some good times. But as luck would have it, I forgot the memory card for the Zoom at home, so this one was recorded on my cell phone. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it sounds alright, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Stu is an incredible strength coach. And uh, if you don't know him, you should. So check him out at Le Quadzilla on Instagram and Kodiak Barbell. Uh, I forget if there's an underscore, but anyway, it's in there. Take a look. He's huge and awesome. Thanks a lot, Ray, Stu, the cats. If you enjoy it, let me know. Let him know. Let Joel know. Tag us. Post it. Share it. Do all the bullshit. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Life experience opens you to new spectrums of perspective. Yeah. I don't think that that's better or worse. Yeah. I think it's just another kind of area, right? So. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you fucking, like, level up in terms of stress and then you come sure. back down, it's like, right. you know, Dave's a good example. Like, you have Absolutely. fucking shot at in Afghanistan for 10 yeah. years. Like, you know what? You come back, some guy cuts you off in traffic. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not that fucking bad. Yeah, it's like, like, well, you're a dick, but that's about it. Yeah. And then you get bent out of shape over yeah. it. At least you're not getting shot at. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, as I, even last night at dinner, like, I, I find my mind goes immediately to, was his wife in the car? Were they fighting? Was he having, like... Why is he in a rush? Yeah. It's not like, well, fuck that guy. He's cutting me off the traffic. Yeah. It's like, well, what's he in a hurry for? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with his day? And it's like, I don't care, man. Like, he's got a rough life of his own. Like, yeah. whatever. And I think that's the problem, right? It's like, people don't give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to shit like yeah. that. And you're like, so you got to contextualize yeah. shit, right? I, I say fuck off right back to the <laughs> <Sure>. finger. <laughs> you're like, you, but I had a great day, but I ain't going to take your shit. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's just, I don't know. And that's, I've had this conversation a lot lately, too, is people talking about weather, talking about politics, talking about all this race stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. I find that, this is my opinion, but like mm-hmm. most people who have the energy to focus on that are focusing their energy on those external factors so that they don't end up focusing energy on themselves because they don't want to think about what's going on in their lives or in their own mind. Yeah. So if you have real shit going on in your mind and in your life that's impactful, like real impactful life and death shit, you don't fucking care about politics. You just don't. No. So the fact that everyone is complaining about this stuff that... It does affect everyone, I know that, whatever, but like, it doesn't affect you waking up tomorrow morning, so you have the capacity to think about it, and therefore are doing that, so you don't have to reflect internally, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's hard, like, you don't want to realize, oh, fuck, that one thing 10 years ago really fucked me up, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do about that? Yeah. Fuck politics, you know, like, like, distraction, you get out of my mind, it's like, go ahead, but I'll, like... It's a it's a luxury and a privilege to be able to stress about shit like that about all the rest of shit in the world. So like, when I find myself getting stressed about like whatever, I'm like, okay, what am I distracting my mind from? Because I, as you know, I've got some shit distracting myself right now. But like, it's like, all right, I don't really care about any of that shit. No, it's external bullshit. Just, yeah. just occupy thoughts. If we have a hundred thoughts in a day and I can fill eighty of them with bullshit, that means I only got twenty left. I'm good. 
But if I fill 10 with bullshit, I'm like, fuck, I got 90 things? They're fucking stressing I got a lot of time to think about my own problems, man. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. So anyway, that's just my whole... I've, yeah, that's the world today. People don't want to think about themselves. They think about everybody else. They end up being selfish and doing so. And I think so. the fucking the big thing with this whole like coronavirus and then leading into what's happening now is like, what did they do? They took away everyone's ability to work. Yeah. And they gave them just enough money so that they wouldn't starve, but not enough money so that they're comfortable. Yeah. And they sat them in their fucking houses for three months, and just had them think. And it's yeah. like, what in the fuck did you expect to happen? <laughs> How did you think this was going to end up roses? Really? Idle hands of the devil, man. <laughs> well, then you realize, oh, shit, I got a hundred thoughts to fill right now, and yeah. I don't want any of them to be about me. Yeah. I'm going to put it all out. <laughs> all out in the world. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just... I was lucky enough that uh, throughout all this shit, nothing really changed for me. So it's yeah. just like... You're uh, still working, eh? Yeah, I was still working both jobs, and things were pretty much uh, business as usual. I like to hide out by myself anyways at my place, so, so not yeah. having company for a while. Yeah, I don't fuck. I don't shit, right? Gym's closed. I like climbing trees and shit in summer anyway, so it was all good. But it's it's funny to see the world as it is now. I'm like, holy fuck, man. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of people, a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's how I see it, right? Exactly. I agree 100% with yeah. you. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's so fucking, it's so fucking weird, man, like being in Ottawa and then coming over to Quebec. Yeah. Just like, we couldn't even go to the fucking beach in Ottawa. Yeah, and then you yeah. cross the bridge, and literally, like, you can see the one beach from the other <laughs> yeah, beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's you can yeah, see the one uh, beach yeah. from the fucking other beach, and one beach is business as usual. Everyone's living their fucking life. Yeah. And then the other side, people are fucking yeah. terrifying. Dude's, oh, man. Dude's playing acoustic, smoke a weed. Yeah, exactly. Picking up that, just, picking up that girl. Yeah, yeah. freedom plan. Yeah. That's I what we're so, right now. I was so fired up when that guy did that. I was like, good for you, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're living life. Yeah. But that's yeah. like... It's Quebec. Well, it's, it's crazy. We went through a whole like we seen the all sorts of different extremes. We started. Well, I started my uh, candidate wait candidate weekend in Grand Bend. There's probably fifteen thousand people on the beach. Mm. Just mayhem. Nobody gives a shit about anything. People are sharing drinks, sharing joints. You go in the stores. You're shoulder to shoulder. Nobody gave a shit, right? Yeah. And then we get. Then we took off and. London's kind of like semi-cautious. Some places give you a mask. Some places don't care. But most places are still closed. You go to Toronto, it's hardcore. Yeah. Like you can't get in anywhere yeah. unless you have your own custom mask and all that shit. Yeah. And then we kept we kept going. Ottawa was kind of like I found that middle ground. Yeah. And then Quebec is like freedom land again. Yeah. So we went from freedom, uh, not so strict, super strict, not so strict, back to freedom. Yeah. Yeah. All in an eight-hour drive. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the Big Apple was open. Yeah. Less busy. They had some distance, whatever. But, like, they're walking. Like, people everywhere. Everybody yeah. just at a picnic yeah. table out there stretching. And, shit. and a fucking... And, and like I said at the beach, right? And I was like, dude, yep. we have fucking more cases here than anywhere else in Canada. And everyone's chill. <laughs> and we're the one that's open. <laughs> yeah. Raise... It's fucking business as usual. Raise back at work. Like, they have, they have masks and shit. But other than that, like... Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. Well, I went to the breakfast place to pick up my breakfast. There's people eating inside at Cora's. Yeah. In Quebec here. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is sick. I haven't yeah. seen this like so once. <laughs> How fucked is it that is? I said this earlier. We were pulling up to Freshie. Yeah. Like, it's such a fucked up thought in the middle of the day on a Sunday afternoon to wonder, is this place going to be open for business? Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea. We walk up, says closing the door. Yeah, the door's closed across. Yeah, the, the closed <laughs> side. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, man, we looked in, all these people in there. So, like, open. Yeah, door's open. But this is so Will weird. you take my money? Yeah. <laughs> Are we able How to get tokens? food made by you to eat in the parking lot? I don't know. 
I don't, I don't fucking get it. But anyway, it's it, been a nice change though from dealing with all that shit to yeah, coming yeah. down and visiting yeah. used to and uh, just back to the the lifting just grind. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just getting back in that mindset yeah. and forgetting about all the other bullshit. Other than the times when we tried to go to the beach and we're not allowed, I yeah. totally forgot about it on this trip. You know it's what I mean? Horse. Yeah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> it. It's great just to think about lifting again. Like, let's get amped up. Let's go lift. That was Pretty a great hard. lift. All right, let's go. Eat. Let's go recover yeah. now. Yeah, yeah eat yeah. exactly. Sunshine now. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, love it. Well, the thing is, like, I was super fucking lucky with this when this whole thing happened because I never lost gym access. Nice. Yeah. Like, we there's a uh, private strongman clubs. It's not even a gym. Like ten minutes from here. Then we were there, and then they finally, yep. due to outside pressure, got shut down. We were in our buddy's garage. We were there for a while, yeah. and then we transitioned back to another gym, and I was just like, yeah. and all these people are like so stressed and so freaked out, and it's because they don't have that outlet of physical activity. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, man. And it's just like, even in England, right? Like, I think they opened either yesterday or tomorrow or something, but like, they said that it was okay for pubs to open in England. Yeah, regular business. Regular business, but gyms weren't open. I'm like, how in the fuck does that make any sense? Like, there's like, I'm sure thousands of people across the country of England who the only way that they can stop themselves from killing other people is going and lifting weights because they're just so angry. And they're like, you know what? We're not going to let these people have this like therapeutic thing. We're just go get, get bombed. <laughs> Let's get them drunk. Well, you look at the scene, how it was. It was like a recipe for disaster. I drive downtown, like uh, back home. McDonald's is booming. LCBO is booming. Like, those are the two hot spots in town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gym's closed. Gymnastics closed. Yeah, all the Beach exercises. closed. Like, yeah, beach playgrounds closed. closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's summertime. Everyone's yeah. But hey, you get your booze at Mickey D's. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And weed, but hey, I'm not going to knock that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but the, and the only thing that we know, like, now we know, we have all this fucking evidence. The only thing that we know that, like, really negatively impacted people's health outcomes was being obese. Obesity, yeah. And they took away the only thing, they took away the only thing that was gonna fucking save your life. Yeah. Yeah. You have someone who doesn't have great lung health and like, instead of letting them go for a run, have a fucking fighting chance. They're like, go eat some McDonald's, fat boy. Go get drunk. Kids in school are gonna be thinking when they pull out chapter year 2020, right? They're like, all right, we're gonna explain this one. Uh, Fucking, we thought there was a virus, everyone was dying, then it kind of wasn't a virus and UFOs landed, nobody cared. And then there was a pedophile ring, but we decided to get rid of syrup instead, and we're not talking about it. <laughs> like, the kids reading this history book, they'd be like, what in the fuck happened? Next chapter. <laughs> and like you said, the only damn thing that would probably keep people on the straight and narrow is gyms or any kind of, like, outlets, yeah. boxing gyms, or whatever it is. Yeah. And it, it's just fucking sense. zero tolerance for that. We're in a fucked up time. I'm glad things are turning around, though. It seems like it. Yeah. Maybe just because we're in Quebecico, you call yeah. it there. Oh, yeah. We're the driving. The roads are fucked. I forgot all about oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, what happened there? Here's what I don't get, right? It's like, so we moved from Ontario over to Quebec. Yeah. And there's a higher tax rate in Quebec than in Ontario. So, like, this is the first year that I've had to file my taxes, not just through Revenue Canada, but through Revenue Quebec as well. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you owe us, like, fucking three grand. And I'm so tempted to be like, listen, I'll give you this money 
But I want like an itemized list Why, of yes. where this money's going. Because <laughs> like the fucking roads suck and I can't find a fucking doctor and I don't have access to fucking anything. So it's like, I'm giving you this three grand like, yeah. there's got to be a reason. Yeah. This is a faithful payment, yeah. It can't just be because I owe this money. Because you're just taking it at this point. I'm not using it towards anything. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's and, a- Go ahead. The, uh, the same thing I noticed last time I was in Montreal. That's what it reminded me of. Is, yeah. is uh, right. when I was driving down there, I was like, "Jesus Christ, who designed this shit?" Like, I love my French shit? people, but what the fuck? <laughs> Shout out French girls. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have. Uh, there's some stuff like their uh, child cares. Yeah. Way cheaper here, right? Yeah, it's like seven here. bucks a day or something. Like, well, dirt, dirt cheap. Sorry. And uh, and there's other stuff like that. And like, if you don't live in like a metropolitan area, like Gatineau or Montreal or like. Quebec City or something like it's pretty easy to get a doctor. Yeah. Moment you get downtown, right? Yeah. And I was like, we moved here and Ray's like, you know, you got to get a Quebec health card. And I was like, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was like, I have a doctor. I have a family doctor in Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. Five over. minutes away. I do not have access to that here, and I probably won't ever. Right. Crazy. And they're like, well, you're like, you know, you're committing fraud. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm paying money either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking juice where it comes. Like, fuck off. Listen here about this fraud business. Fraud, fraud, fraud. <laughs> Still waiting on that list for my three Gs. Yeah. yeah. Where's all in production? <laughs> well, it's so stupid. It's so, so dumb. Man, the well, one thing I wanted to talk about, I know it's shifting gears entirely, but yes. did you see that uh, food app that Stu's got? I didn't see, not recently. Yes, I signed up for it when it was on a free promotion when they opened it. Yeah. And Steve said it's changing. I have a hard time keeping up with food, doing macros, and never been able to do yeah. it well. Like for weeks before a fight, I'll tune into it, but like yeah. on a daily basis, it's super hard. Yeah. But what was the name of that app? Renaissance Periodization. Renaissance Periodization. You yeah. just flip through that real quick. It seems super simple, man. Yeah, it's fucking dope. So essentially, all you do is like, you, the app just has an algorithm and it goes based off of your body weight. So you weigh yourself two to three times a week and you either maintain, lose weight or gain weight and then it just plans your calories and your macros out for you. So let's say in order to gain weight, it says, all right, you want to gain four pounds over 12 weeks. That's X amount of surplus. We know that's X amount of calories over your maintenance. So over the course of the week, your average is going to be this much over your maintenance and then it just breaks it down to the amount of meals you want. So you say, all right, I want four, five, or six meals. You pick five, and it says, all right, like your first four meals are going to be, I don't know, 50 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbohydrates, and like 15 grams of fat. And then your fourth meal is always your biggest one because it's before bed. And Or sorry, last meal is always your biggest one before, because it's before bed, so that'll be a little bit more. And then based on the input into the app, so let's say like, you know, someone like you has a, typically has a faster metabolism, you might start losing a bunch of weight. Let's say you drop three, four pounds, and you're like, well, fuck. The app is going to realize that and start giving you more food. Boost it up. Yeah, so it auto-regulates. Yeah, and based so, on weigh-in checks. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so it's always going to add, like, the, the protein for whatever reason stays constant. I think it's, like, one of their diet principles. But, like, the fats and the carbohydrates, they'll go up. Like, at the end of the, like, yeah. I was trying and failing miserably to gain weight. I ended up losing eight pounds. <laughs> It was like, at the end, it was like, I was at like 270 grams of protein, like 130 grams of fat, and like 550 grams of carbs. Did you feel like you weren't eating enough, or were you just my body, my, my body weight was just like going, just slowly going down, yeah. and I was like recovered, and I felt good, and I looked yeah. pretty good, but I was like, this is kind of fucked up, like this doesn't make any fucking sense, but the big thing with any kind of diet stuff like that is like, you got to figure out what's going to make you as consistent as, as humanly possible, yeah, right. and it doesn't really matter 
if you know you have to pay a little bit of extra money for an app or whatever because that consistency is what's going to make that long-term yeah. progress and ensure that like you're going to have that adherence right right and it's only like 13 i think it's 10 10 us right so it's like 13 14 dollars a month yeah so like, i use some i use some discount you're cards. not sponsored by it right no, no, no right no. so this no. is just you like using this app yeah i like that you just uh, you're on meal six you just flip through it real quick with me he's like all right let's say i want some beef click some beef fills up what he what he had left yep. figures it out then it's like all right, I want another food, and then it'll give him a list of food that yep. he's allowed to eat yep. for that meal. So, yep. it, so it all matches. Suggestions, up. Yeah, 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 it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's um, I think, think you know. Yeah. Well, and that's a big thing, right? Yeah. It's like, and that's the same thing with like any kind of like nutrition coach or anything like that. Like, it's not like I'm sure like myself and at your point, like you at this point, and I'm sure like you, like you know what to do to eat healthy. Yeah. But like all like an app like this does or a coach does is like it gives you accountability and it gives you consistency. Yeah. So you're like, you know, for you, like you have no issues dialing in before a fight. Yeah. Because you have a goal. Yeah. But also like, well, I don't really I give, don't a, give fuck. a shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And for you, like yeah. now you realize like with your diets fucking dialed in, like it's okay. You feel better. Exactly. You look better. Yeah. You recover better and you don't have any issues. So like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a, uh, there's a book that I read and one of the quotes is like great change comes um what was it yeah great change comes when like small choices are made with great conviction sure. so it's like a bunch of little stuff done over a long period of time is going to give you way more benefit than you ever thought possible For sure 100%. and that's what i realized with this fucking thing i was like holy yeah. fuck and the, the biggest thing not the biggest thing when the, when the app was released i didn't like it as much again it was still in my business it wasn't page, intuitive whatever, right? it wasn't that yeah. good but like the reason I would prefer a coach over an app myself is because it's the confidence level. So like I've been doing nutrition for myself and then working with other people yeah. for years and years too. But like I'm still uncertain because my body is odd. Yeah. And so if I am like, all right, I'm gonna do this for two weeks and see what happens. Yeah. And then three days in, something fucking weird happens and I'm like, oh shit! And I second guess everything. What do I do? And I'm like, I don't know what I should, like. Do I retract and start over? Do I stay going? But, like, with a coach, so with Paul now, it's like, check in, check in. He's like, we're staying the course. Sick, done. No second thought, no stress. Yeah. But, like, and then next check-in is, like, still the same thing, and then it's, it's his problem. Yeah. And then do this, done. No stress, carry on. Yeah. So with an app, I didn't like that it's not as into, like, it's not a person to be, like, you, can you, have, think a, about you have a unique, <laughs> yeah, you have a unique situation where, I don't know, I don't trust a computer, because I don't trust That's totally computer, reasonable. Right? So, yeah. but that's, outside of that, I think it's amazing. Like, yeah. it's super helpful. Like you said, the food selection, Plus your computer, your computer in your hands not all jacked and strong. Well, like that's when you have a coach, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> cell phone or big jack yeah. dude that knows, looks yeah. yeah, that's right. Probably that's that guy. Part, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to look like him, not my fucking iPhone. So. And you're both, uh, you're both doing nutrition under Paul. Is that correct? Uh, so I used, I used the app. Yeah. Um, I worked with Paul for a long time, and then yeah, yeah I just started back up with Paul. You started yeah. back up with Paul. But, yeah. Okay. Again, that was the biggest because I was doing my own for the last really three years almost yeah and it's just like i'm staying the course i'm doing okay i'm not seeing progress i'm not going down my weight's okay my body's okay yeah but like i'm sick of just treading water if i can potentially get progress yeah so i want more conviction in my small decisions and i'd like someone else to be the convictor yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's fucking that's totally reasonable like hands off thank you but that's you know it's night and day difference yeah for sure well i think that's a that's a with people they don't realize that no progress, like 
that's not maintenance. Like, yeah. you're getting worse. I had a coach that told me that. He's like, if you stay the same and everyone else gets better, you've gotten worse relative to everyone else. <laughs> and he's like, so, like, you should be progressing or getting better at something. You can't just be fucking treading water. Yeah, right. And I think people lose sight of that fact and, like, they, they have too much pride when it comes to stuff like that. And they sure. won't just, like... For me, it's easier if I don't think about it because then it's like, oh, I'm just going to go in and do what they tell me and then if it doesn't work, then I can just yell at them. Yeah, yes. Because it's not my fault because I did what I, what I was told yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a thought. What's, what's your thought then? Because I, I agree with you. However, in some situations, I think the treading water is progress because in some situations, particularly when you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah. um, treading water is better than negative progress. Right? Yeah. So it's like, if, so, if I can hang on to this, yeah then it's still better than fucking falling off the tank, right? And that's a good point, right? Because, like, you have to think about progress not in yeah. just, like... Right. You have to think about progress holistically, not just in one aspect, well, right? That's fine a lot of... So I guess there's a question to you is... Yeah. Do you have any troubles with that? Like, do you struggle with... Because you were very much, like, a hands-on, let's-go type yeah. person, and then realizing sometimes treading water, in a sense, holistically, mm -hmm. is okay, and it's still, like... You're still hanging on and doing well. Yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. Like, so for instance, when it came to, so like May 2018, my back exploded. May 2019, my left quad tore. And then September 2019, my right quad tore. Yeah. In that whole time period between May 2018 and now, mm -hmm. with regards to training, like I, I would make the argument that I've been treading water. Like, unless, you know, like discounting the last three months because I've been healthy enough to push and then yeah. that's different. But like, I've been treading water. Mm -hmm. But what it allowed me to do was because I didn't have the same focus on training, because I couldn't have the same focus on training, because I was fucked up. Yeah, oh yeah. We were able to buy this house. Mm -hmm. I was able to get more online clients. I was able to like achieve a degree of like financial independence that I had not before. And so it's like I made progress somewhere else. I just didn't make yeah. it in the gym. Yeah. Absolutely. And I still made some progress in the gym. It just wasn't to the degree that I wanted. It's not a strength curve gain so much as it's a, like a baseline. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Improvement health wise. Yeah. And so many people, they, there's a, there's a guy that Ray and I knows and he had taken time off. He's a bodybuilder and he'd taken time off, uh, because of COVID, right? Like he didn't have access to a gym because mm. everything was shut down and it was really fucking hard on him. Like he's like, fucking, he's like not happy with how he looks like all this shit. Yeah. And I was talking to Ray about it and I was like, like you need to have fucking more in your life something than just that yeah because what if that gets taken away I know then you're fucked you're it's actually serious fucked serious injury serious health problem yeah. that could happen any day yeah yep. and that's and it's just so many people like they think that you have to have that like dialed in mentality it's like this is all I fucking care about I would fucking yeah. die for this and it's like that's pretty fucking dumb, man. because yeah. <laughs> unless you're gonna be like the fucking world's best yeah. Yeah. then maybe you can start having that conversation yeah. Most people won't be, so maybe live your life a little bit more realistically. Yeah. Now, when your back exploded or your quads, did you have trouble stepping back to realize that there's other areas to focus on? Because that's something I find quite common is people, like, they're very hyper-focused on your goals. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. And then, oh, fuck, I can't do that. It's like this sense of helplessness and you're useless and all these other things. And you like, yeah. have this bad self-talk. Yeah. It's like, hang on. There's like a whole bunch of other shit going on in your life yeah. that you can still do, which you found. But yeah. what did you find initially is like, 
it was it's hard to get perspective on that or it is for sure and you have yeah. you definitely have like that oh my fucking god moment where you're like can I even do this like yeah so my back was fucked and like I didn't really think anything of it I just like for a while I thought it just like kind of hurt and then I realized that like I couldn't squat and deadlift without being in pain and then they were like yeah your back's actually really fucked and up and then they decided to compete <laughs> oh yeah it was so dumb so stupid yeah like blow my back up three weeks out and then I just do it anyways um but then after that like I got really lucky because it was summer and so like and I wasn't working a ton so we were able to like go and like go on trips and do fun shit and so I didn't really have to think about it right. and then like in September I got super fucking busy at work and so then I couldn't really think about it because I was working a ton and then like for me, the big one was that, like, last May when my quad tour, is I was like, oh, fuck, like, this is a, this is a good one, right? Like, this is a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the summer, like, there was a couple of meets, and I was like, okay, like, well, I can't really, like, push like I want to in training, so, like, take that same energy that I have for training, I'll just put it in my clients. Yeah. And then what I realized from that is, like, there was that EPC meet, like, last July, mm-hmm. And I was like, this is super fucking fun. Like, I was there for, like, you know, nine or ten hours, maybe 11. And I had a bunch of guys competing, and they all did well. And, like, I, f- I had the same sense of, like, elation and happiness from watching them compete. Guys you've trained? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, guys I've coached. Like, I had the same sense of, like, happiness from, like, watching the guys that I coached do well that I would have from, like, doing well. And I was like, oh, shit, like, maybe there's something to this. Like, yeah, yeah. there's probably a reason why people just coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then... Um, Not just because the people that can't do with coach. Yeah. And then... <laughs> well, there's that, too. Because yeah. at the point, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and uh, so then the second one tour in September, and I was like, well, fuck, dude. Like, maybe I don't have this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is the third time. Like, my body's just not staying together. And... Uh, you know, like, I had my little freak out, had my little cry, and then after sure. that, I had these, like, really awful feelings, right? And I was like, why do I fucking just feel so shitty? And so, uh, like, a good friend of ours, she's, a, like, a registered psychotherapist. Oh, awesome. And so she started doing uh, this stuff called cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, awesome. Yes, and yes. it's super fucking cool, because she was, like... Because for me, up to that point, so much of, like, my identity had been built around being, like a guy who like lifted and was, was strong and jacked, right? And so there's like three tenets to cognitive behavioral therapy and I'm gonna try not to fuck it up. It's like automatic thoughts, which is like your reaction. So like, if I say something to you, the first thought that comes into your head is your automatic thought. And then below that you have like rules and then which which determine your automatic thoughts. And then below, below that you would have like, um, like governing beliefs or like core beliefs, right? So it's like, if you know, if you said to me like, you can't lift anymore, and it's like my automatic thought is, oh man, I'm going to be a bitch. And then the rule below that is don't be a bitch. And then like the, you know, the governing belief below that is like, if I don't lift weights, then I'm a bitch. Yeah, that's right. what that means, yeah. But then the cool thing about cognitive behavioral therapy is that you just work backwards through that. Yeah. And then you just figure out a time when that wasn't the case. So for me, when I was playing football and when I was playing rugby, I only worked out like maybe once or twice a week in season because you're all fucked up from practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, okay, so like you have this, she's like, you have this other time where you weren't lifting and you weren't a bitch. And so she's like, so would you say that like your, you know, your underlying or your governing belief like is wrong? And then you like, you sit there and you're like, well, yeah. No. Like, yeah. Like you have, you have a point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, like, once you have that kind of perspective shift, you're like, 
okay, well, like, if I get back to it, that's cool. And if not, I'll figure something else out. Yeah. And it just makes it way fucking easier to digest. Yeah, that's cool. It's really neat. I wonder uh, how bad it would be, though, in the end, if you're like, no, there wasn't a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man, and that, that's one of those, and that's, I think Where you've never felt good until you... Until you did it, and I think that's the... Because I don't know what you would do with that. I think that's more common than you think, though. Yeah, I think yeah, so, too, especially man. People, yeah, some people, like, I've been fortunate. My, my family life has always been good, close to my parents and my siblings, but, like, if you didn't have that growing up, like, that's very common, first of all, but, like, if you can't think of a time where your life was actually, like, good or, like, you had a lot of positive memories somewhat consecutively, like, fuck... I don't Stuck know. in a rut. Yeah. Then you just got to develop something new. If you don't have it in the past, you got to yeah. develop something new. And it's new. easy for me to say, but like then I find out and I'll just apply my keep going strategy where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't just fucking sit in bed all day because yeah. I'll just die. So, yeah. I just got to keep doing shit until I figure it out. Well, you know? and, that, and that's the thing. It's just like, um, you know, my dad always told me, he's like, you know, whatever you are, like be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And like, you know, like, I've failed and fucked up with plenty of stuff. Yep. And like, I tried my hardest and it just like didn't work out. And then you come to, you know, you start to come to realize you're like, oh, it's not really that big a deal. I gave a shot. <laughs> okay. Well, it wasn't that good. Like, sure. I think it doesn't matter when you truly give it a shot. You yeah. know what I mean? If you half ass something, then it doesn't go well. Then you always have those doubts. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you put yourself uh, vulnerable to trying something and you give it an honest yeah. go and then yeah. it fails and you're like, well, guess she's not meant to be I, so I did everything yeah. I could in my power yeah. right yeah. I think sometimes it's a timeline associated too because it's like you can some things you can take the time to improve upon and then try again and have mm. a better like even statistical chance of doing it could be an exam could be whatever yeah like job application all that shit but like I think a lot of times it's hard to think that I can improve myself from today and try again in whatever aspect that is in many cases, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of accepting this as a failure and being like, well, fuck, I guess I can never do that. Like, well, actually, let's branch this down a bit. Where did I fall short? Can I improve any of these? Can I improve mm-hmm. any of that? When can I try again? Or do I even want to fucking try again? Like, you know? Yeah. But I think that's a step that so many people don't take as well. It's tough to Dude, like, step back. Even think about like Thursday when I had to squat. Right. Both times that I'd torn my quads, I was wearing knee wraps. And I had fucking concocted this bullshit narrative in my head. And I was like, fuck, like the knee wraps are why my fucking quads exploded. It's It's the fucking knee wraps. Like, it's not anything that I'm doing because I'm perfect. I couldn't possibly have fucked up. It's the fucking knee wraps. Like, the knee wraps are on my quads. And then, like, Paul tells me on Saturday, he's like, listen, you know, you got this, you got this AMRAP at 640 in wraps on Thursday. Dude, I didn't fucking sleep all week. I didn't eat. I was so fucking anxious because, like, all I'm thinking all week is, like... Quad breakers are going back on. My fucking quads are going to tear again. I'm like, maybe it's going to be both this time. This is fucking bullshit. And then I, like, finished the set. And then, like, they were both still attached. And I was like, I was just being a fucking pussy. (laughs) Dude, I have that with deadlift to a degree. Yeah. It just, like, anytime I go deadlift, I just picture all my back injuries I've had I'm like oh man is today going to be the day it comes back you know what I mean it's always been it's usually something I do prior like wrestling or something and then I'll go deadlift and I'll hurt myself it's always and that's what fucks up because it is it's like I think the last time I did it with you was a long time ago but like the day before you fucking rolled for like three hours and you're like oh I tweaked my back and then I'm like I'm going to do some deadlifts so like yeah fuck it I'll do a few I'm like <laughs> yes, you just finished saying yesterday. I got this. Co- oh fuck! 
it's my bag. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, well, was it like the rolling for three hours or was it the deadlift? And you're like, well, I mean, I, but, I guess. But it's fucked <laughs> up my confidence now in my deadlifts. Now every time I, like, I need to rebuild my deadlift because I could tell every time I line up to the bar now, I don't have, like, I was watching you guys today set up. Yeah. You go in, you got your routine, you grab the bar, and I could just tell. Mm-hmm. You're like, I got this shit. I'm yeah. going to slam it out for a whole bunch. Then you're going to call it a... A set, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I see the confidence exude in you. Yeah. Whereas when I go up to the bar, I'm like, I start sweating. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm thinking of my inversion table. I have to get on after. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is not good. Yeah. I gotta oh. rebuild that sucker. Oh, man. And the big thing is just like, you de- it's it's not. I've come to realize the backs are actually pretty resilient. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, well, even, even when we were talking on Friday, you're like, I could probably fucking deadlift 405 right now. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just, I have the confidence to do that right now. Yeah. If I warmed up, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Which is so fun. What, deadlift four? Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Because he, yeah, that confidence counts for like 99% anything. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's funny too, because in football, like, the, I remember I had a special teams coach. And I was like, I didn't really know how to play special teams when I first started playing special teams because I only ever played offense or defense. And I was like, what do you mean I just like run down the field and tackle someone? And I was like, that seems really fucking simple. There's got to be more to it than this. Sure? Yeah. And he's like, no, dude, just go fuck somebody up. And I was like, well, I don't know. And like, we were playing some team and I got fucking lit up. Yeah. And I came off and I was like, dude, I got fucked up. Like, what do I do? And he's like, dude, I told you to go fuck someone up. And he's like, and you were being a pussy, and you didn't go fuck somebody up. So you got fucked up. And I was like, so how do I fix that? And he's like, I've never been fucked up on my way to go fuck someone else up. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then after that, I had no problem. (laughs) I like that saying. I like that saying. Yeah. Yeah. I've caught on to a few. You didn't say it, but one of your buddies did uh, earlier. It's not gay. It's just a dominance thing. <laughs> There's a good, good couple takeaways yeah. from this weekend. Yeah, good. good one. Well, dude, and uh, on the inside of one of my football championship rings, on the inside it says, uh, "Be the hammer, not the nail." Yeah. I'm like, that's the best fucking yeah, allegory for go. life ever. Yeah. There you go. He's like, just, just, just fucking send it. At some point, like. Whether or not you have the confidence, you're like, well, if it's going to fucking tear, it's going to fucking tear, so let's go. Just give her. I can't <laughs> not live my fucking life. Yeah, oh, I know, man. That's the, that's the thing. But that's our that's our breed, right? Not everyone has that mentality. It's it's hard to not think of that, too, because you just think it's in everyone, but it's not. It's not at all. Especially yourself training people, right? You, yeah. probably, you probably see it. Because I think everyone has the capacity to get there. Yeah. But it was some people, like, it's so far from their, their nature that you really have to nurture it, yeah. right? And it's scary. Oh, dude, it's, it's terrible. go into it, like, to do something with conviction that requires yourself to get revved up to a level you don't usually allow yourself to go. Yeah. You don't know how to get out necessarily sometimes. So it's like, yeah. I don't know about this. It's very, it's like me with water, you know? Mm. I don't know about this. <laughs> it seems like a bad idea. Like same with me getting mad. Like I don't want to get mad because that just seems like a bad thing. Yeah, to happen to everyone else around me. <laughs> yeah. You know, but no one's winning out of this. Yeah, well, the training, getting in that mindset, it's not fucking. Easy. It's not fun. No, and it's to the point now where I just like don't tell my clients if I get injured. I'm yeah. just like I gotta take a couple days off, and they're like, why? I'm like, ah, that's not feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll come back and I'll be limping. They'll be like, what happened? You're like. Uh, hemorrhoids. Because uh. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, 
I'm not going to tell some 50-year-old woman who I'm trying to convince to do a goblet squat. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was doing squats just like that, and my fucking leg exploded. <laughs> I, I'm built like a shit brick house. She's like a 100-pound frail woman, and yeah. you busted yourself, right? She's yeah. so scared. Like, oh, my God, I can't do that. And like, I'm just, yeah, I got him right <laughs> That's, that should be one of the rules of the gym, man. When you're in the gym, you shouldn't be able to talk about your injuries unless it's like yeah. really makes a difference for that yeah. second right there. People shouldn't talk about their injuries because as soon as one person talks about it, it gets the person beside them thinking about their injuries they're going through. Yeah. And it's a huge... I remember um, Muscle Beach, Pete Brown, I was at Adrenaline and I forget I said something. I was like, oh, my back's tight. And he looked at me and he's like, you know what? No one gives a fuck if your back's tight. You shut the fuck up and just get back on the mat. Or don't say anything and leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then when you see it, I was shocked. And I was like, I think he, like, he, he, we get along good. And then when he seen it, I was just like taking kind of, yeah, taking off but from it. He's like, the reason I say this is because every time you complain, Someone else thinks about why they're hurting, why they should take a break, whatever, and it's a bad vibe, man. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's either suck it up, get in there, or shut the fuck up and leave. Yeah, just say I'm out and go. And uh, I, I remember that to this day, like clear as day, and that's how it should be in the gym. Like when you guys were slamming weights there, no one was complaining about their their little uh, yeah. their little pains, and I guarantee you all have them. Mm-hmm. Not little pains, like big pains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super sore pains. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, I remember that the, that RPS meet that we did in 2016. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember I was watching like the first couple of flights because I was in the last flight. Yeah, what's like, the flight? It's so in in a powerlifting meet you have um, you have different like groupings of people that'll go at a different time of day based on like weight class and like their opening squat attempt and stuff like that, right? So big boys last, or yeah, yeah. Okay. And so like the heaviest guys are typically the heavier weight class are typically at the end of the day, yeah. and then like in the afternoon session you'll have like the medium sized guys and then like the little guys and then like the women will go in the morning. Um, and I remember I was watching the flight before mine, which I think was yours and Mike's. Yeah, I was at the start of that flight. I think yeah. yeah, and yeah. Do you, you like, and Mike were in the same flight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that meet, Mike, Stu, and I, we all compete, and Paul. Yeah. All competed that day. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's nice. what that meet was fucking like. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But dude, anyway. And I saw like fucking four people get buckled in a row on yes. squats. I was like, I'm just going to stop watching this. I was like, because it's <laughs> no fucking doubt, freaking man. me out. No doubt. Yeah, there was a, literally a, a dude who unracked. And then he just fell forward. Like it was, it was like his body. Yeah. Just, he just lost all voluntary control of his body. He just fell forward into the pins. And they were like, "Oh fuck, get him!" Yeah, he had wraps on everything. That was a no joke weight. It was like I don't know six something. I think on yeah. the bar. Yo, what fuck. happened to the guy? Was, I have no he idea. He was fine. Just oh, yeah. he was fine. Yeah. yeah, he walked down like he walked out the front of the rack, which you know it was not an ideal situation. But nobody was hurt. It was like what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're just gonna carry on. Yeah, that's gotta play with your head. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that either. Oh, dude. Especially injuries, man. Oh, uh, uh, those are the worst. <laughs> those are the worst. Like, did I ever tell you what happened when Justin tore his bicep? I don't know. So we're at this meet, and it's uh, it's EPC Finals in 2017. It's in Ottawa. Oh, that's the one I missed. Yeah, and that was the same one that Paul tore his quad at. Yes. Yep. And so I'm already on, like... I had done bench only. So I was like, I had spotted people on squats. I went and warmed up for bench. I did my bench, did terribly because I cut way too much weight. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, like, can you can you spot for deadlifts too? And I was like, well, yeah, like, sure, whatever, I don't care. And uh, our buddy Justin 
he like pulls his like opener or second attempt and he goes oh fuck and he like falls back into me and so like I, I cradle him to the ground and we're like caressing each other and he's like oh my fucking my fucking bicep my fucking bicep and I was like no buddy I was like you just pulled it you'll be fine and he moved his hand and it was all up in his armpit oh, and I was like oh, oh. oh. <laughs> it's fucked I was like, oh god, he like put his hand back over it because it started making him nauseous. And I was like, oh, don't just keep your hand there. No, look, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's just a flesh wound. This is a flesh wound. Dude, that's like at fights when we're in the back room. Everyone, like a lot of people think when you're in the back room, you got all the space with your team and you're holding yeah. mitts and you got like all your trainers usually crammed into the shittiest little locker room. Yeah. And you got to have just enough space to train before your fight. And the guy next, that's fighting next is waiting for you to get out of the way so he can start warming up, yeah. right? So it's a tight space. And then if you're later on the card, which I, I'm usually like midway or so or near the end, I've had the one I was right at the end at the Canada versus USA. And dude, you sit back there in the locker room and you're waiting and trying to stay calm. And then you're getting some guys carried out back, like fucked up, faces all fucked up. They're sitting there, they're putting ice on themselves. They're yeah. shivering because they just got knocked out. You're like, okay, okay. Next guy gets rolled in and the EMS takes them. You're like, all right, cool. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just going to ignore all this shit and hope I put that kind of pain on the next, on my opponent. But like, that's a mind trip all to itself. Oh, if dude. I had a choice, I'd be totally away from it. Oh, 100%. So would you be too? Before yeah, I'd just like go warm up by myself in some fucking other room. Yeah. Because it's, it's so much... And, and the big thing too is you have... Well, on, like a, on the day of a powerlifting meet, however someone is normally, they're just going to be heightened on that day. It's like the day of a fight, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, if sure. someone's naturally Game anxious, day. they're going to be more anxious. Yeah. If they're naturally aggressive, they're going to be more aggressive. And so you have all these competing personalities in the warm-up room. And, like, I cannot, like, 90% of, I don't typically tell people to fuck off because I think it's rude, yeah. which it is. <laughs> and uh, probably 90% of the times I've told someone, like, fuck off or, like, get the fuck out of here has been in a warm-up room. Yeah. Like, whether I'm with clients or by myself. Because they just, like, start bringing in bad energy and you're yeah. just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Go be, go be shitty over there. Like, I don't want any. <laughs> Right yeah, you're like I don't, I don't want to do. Well, this. the thing is, like, let's just back up a little bit. How, how you're, you're a big human. Yeah. So what's like, what are your kind of stats at? We're at you're what six, six okay. one, and you're two. I'm like two six. I was two sixty three this morning. Sure. Yeah, and I've been as high as two eighty. Yeah, and you're a squat bench dead. So max um, reps or max weight. Yeah. So right now I have no idea where my maxes are because yeah. I haven't competed Absolutely. in two years. What's, what's some of your peaks though? So? Uh, so I've squatted seven sixteen in sleeves. So that was two years ago. Um, I've benched like four thirty. I've floor pressed four fifty five, um, and then I've deadlifted. Most I've done in a meet was seven sixteen, but that's when my back was fucked. Uh, and I pulled six seven five for five as well, and I pulled God, like seven forty for three off of blocks. What did you just do the other day for squats? Squatted six forty for eight. Yeah, <laughs> six forty for eight. <laughs> yeah. So just for an idea, like when you're in a warm room, it's like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you're not just like some fucking little pencil neck. Oh back, no, like, I mean, you look. Right? I, I think you look like what a power lifter should look like, man. You got a good build. You're like. Yeah fucking huge but your muscle bellies are all filled out you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. some power lifters look sloppy but you look like a fucking hard ass big guy man. you know what I mean like everything's just bulging out muscle bellies. I was watching watching you walk down the beach and just people were looking at you guys going to the water and you can tell everyone's like what the fuck yeah. well the the, the the best the best compliment I can get is someone will be like 
they're like, oh, like, why are you so big? Like, I, like I was at, I was in my hometown, and yeah. we go to, we go to breakfast, and it's just like shitty little diner. The food's awful, but it's yeah. the only place to eat. Hometown stuff. And uh, we go up to the cash, and the lady's like, why do you look like this? <laughs> and I was like, that's rude. <laughs> what? And then she's like, why do you look the way the way that you look? Like, what do you do? Yeah. And I was like, well, like I I do powerlifting. She's like, or I thought those are all fat guys. <laughs> And I was like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, perfect. I don't look like a powerlifter? That's great. Thank you. <laughs> it's made my day. For years, you're the closest thing to a human juggernaut. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. And it's... Because uh, you're right, because you're, you play football and rugby, yeah. and you're just you're just a big... It has to do with that, yeah. too, man. Like, yeah. your roots of that, oh, yeah. just being a human yeah. fucking torpedo. Dude, and that's the that's the best part about contact sports. You just get to fuck people up. Yeah. And you you get to know that like, and that was that was the hard it's the thing. Best for me. part for the big guys like you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. For, for the, the, <laughs> for the little guys trying to run away from you, man, it sucks. Yeah, yeah just for the heads up, Joel also played high school rugby. Yeah, so that's, that's, so, that's fucking hilarious. A little bit of a different contrast there. Yeah, I got fucked up, man. There's actually a guy I remember going against a guy that looked like you, obviously not your size, but he had a. We were in grade 12 last year of high school. He had a full beard. He was jacked as fuck, no neck. And I remember when I was trying to run past him, he didn't try to take my legs out or nothing. He choke slammed. <laughs> he grabbed me by my neck and choke slammed me to the ground. I just remember laying there, I had no air, and I'm just like, that was good. That was good. Like, <laughs> you fucking got me. Wow. You got me. So, how did you get into sports then? Like, what's your background? So, you're a coach now. Yeah, so I had started playing football when I was really young, like, yeah, like minor and stuff. And then. In the States or in Canada? In Canada. Yeah, so when I, yeah, when we moved back to Canada, I started playing football. And then, which is funny because it's usually the opposite. Yeah, right. um, that's what I figured. And then, came into high school, I was like super undersized. I was like super tiny. And like, my dad's nickname for me is still Shorty because like up until and I always had a big mouth but I was never built properly so he's like you're gonna get the shit kicked out of you kid you need to stop talking shit to these people because <laughs> of like grade 9 I think I was like 5 foot 3 5 foot 4 really like 150 pounds you had a big spurt I yeah know. and then by uh, by grade 10 I was like 190 pounds like 5 foot 10 and then by the time I graduated I was like 6'1 like 230 and uh but yeah, so I just like I played football throughout high school, and then I I got on with a really really good club team, club football team in Scarborough called the Scarborough Thunder, and like they've sent uh, compared to any other team that competes in that league, they've sent more people to like Division One A football, more people to the CFL, and more people to the NFL than like all the other teams combined. Really? Right, yeah. You know, there's like 16 teams in the league. They themselves have sent more people than everyone else combined. And uh, there'd be animals around that area, man. Oh, monsters! Yeah, and uh, for sure. And so they're all just like massive, jacked dudes. And so then I played there, and then I came back to high school the following season. And I was like, "You guys are really shitty!" Wow. <laughs> like all these like shitty, slow, fat, white farm kids. And I was like, "You guys are terrible at football." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you dealt with extreme athleticism. Yeah, you dealt with like an actual football player, and then uh, came to university, and then. Played football in university. Had been recruited to U Ottawa and like a couple other schools. Came to U Ottawa because I liked the city, and I had a buddy from high school that was playing for the football team as well. So I was like, all right, well, I know someone. Yeah. So I show up, and we had this coach who was like one of the weirdest people I've ever met in my entire life. And he had been hired like a month before the season, 
and he just like doesn't know what he's doing. And he has this team who's a perennial playoff team, usually, you know, end of the season, you know, five and three record, maybe six and two, like a good football team. Yeah. And he somehow gets this good football team to go like one and seven. Sweet. So he gets fucking fired at the end of the season. And then the coach that they bring in is not only an incredible football coach, but he's an absolute hard ass for, for academics. So like if your shit's not on lock, like he is jumping down your throat. Right. And he was like, you're fucking up, kid. Like, you suck at school. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, it's hard. And he's like, you're not dumb. He's like, you're just fucking lazy. You should just stop being fucking lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, a bunch of shitty stuff happened in the second semester. And I was like, I was like, I was too stressed. And I was like, I can't play football. So I went home for that summer. And, like, I kept training. Like, I was training for a sport. And, like, I had started playing sevens with my friends, like, Wednesday nights. Mm. Like, rugby sevens. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, this is fun. Like. I get to run people over just like in football and they give me the ball all the time, which is not like football. <laughs> I was like, this is sick. And I was like, what do you mean you just give me the ball all the time? And uh, so I like, emailed the coach for the Ottawa rugby team and I was like, hey, like, you know, I played football at Ottawa. Da, 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 da. Here's where I'm at. And he's like, okay. He's like, check you're on the team, come to practice, you know, third week of August. And it was still a club team at the time. Like, no one's big at all. And I was like, not only are they not big, they're like non-athletic, and they're not particularly good at rugby either. And I'm like, you know, what the fuck is this? I was like, you guys are really fucking bad. And then like, it turns out that all of the people that were one athletic, two good at rugby, and like three worked out, mm-hmm. they just don't come to the first week of training camp. They're just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so all these like random good rugby players came out of the woodwork like two days before the first game, and I've been like. I've been slumming it with, like, the B-squad yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. And so, like, I'm playing this uh, this game with, like, all these people who I've never met in my entire life until two days prior. And I'd had, like, a week and a half of practice with the B-squad. And I was, like, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And so I played two years of rugby at university. Mm-hmm. And then end of the second year, uh, I had still been training, like, hard, 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 hard. And the defensive coordinator for the football team, he would work out in the school gym. It would always, like, set up in the rack next to me, and we would just, like, shoot the shit. Um, and he was a little bit nuts, but I really liked him. So I was like, he's nuts in a good way. And then I was, like, I was doing a workout, and I was squatting, and he was like, can you just come back and play football, please? And I was like, why? And he's like, we don't have any guys that are strong or aggressive playing defensive line. He's like, can you just come back and play football? I was like, okay. Are you going to give me money? He's like, well, if your grades are good enough. I was like, well, my grades are good enough now. He's like, okay, let's do it. I was like, that's sick. And so I went back to football. And then I got a bunch of concussions in a super short period of time. Like I got like four and five months. And I was like, oh, this isn't worth it. Like I feel kind of shitty all the time. And all I'm doing is sleeping. Yeah. And so I recovered from that. I did rehab. And then I, uh, and I just got into powerlifting. Because like all throughout football and in rugby, like in my head, like, if you're just stronger than everyone else, like, the sport's the easy part. So if you're just physically better than everyone else, then yeah. you just you just win. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And so that's all I did was I was just like, okay, well, like, I've trained super hard for all this time, and now I'm way stronger than anyone I know. So, like, maybe I should get into a sport where the only thing you do is... Be strong. Be yeah. strong. <laughs> and then, not and the then, strongest guy in the room anymore. Yeah, and then here we are. And so now I'm like... Nice. Yeah, and I've been there for, yeah, June 2016 was my first meet, so a little over four years. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, it's nuts. That meet was a big day, man. It's funny how like four years later, it's still all coming out. Like in my, it's just connecting more and more dots all the time. It's yeah. Cool. And I'll go back, and it's, and it's funny, right? Because you can go back on Facebook and you look at old pictures. Yeah. And I'll be like, this day, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I remember in June, like, the, the yeah. day of that meet, like, I go back and, you you know, like, my buddy had uploaded, like, a photo album. And I'm going back and I'm looking in the background. And I'm yeah. like, I know all of these people. Right. Like, I had no idea who any, were, any of them yeah. were at the time. At the time. At the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just it. You yeah. got all these people. There's, like, what, like, I don't know, 50 people in this picture that all competed that day. And, like, I couldn't, I, I don't remember all their names to tag them on Instagram. But I'm like, this whole thing would be tagged. Yeah. It's like, how is that possible? So that's just from being uh, more involved in the powerlifting world, just like a small yeah. community, like yeah. anything else. Yeah, that's super cool, cool man. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a pivotal meet then, big time. Yeah, yeah. It, was for, it, was, it was for me, but it was yeah, first, 100%. And my last. But like, it was your first? Yeah, yeah. But just yeah. everybody there, like it's. I said it before, like it was so weird for me to be on the flight list. Like when they, I remember they released it on like a week earlier or whatever, and I was like, my name is on that list mm-hmm. with all these fucking people. Like, All these monsters. These guys, like, they're top in Canada. Yeah, it was like, literally like the who's who Canadian powerlifting oh, just came to one like, meet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be in, not only in, like, the same day, but, like, in the same flight as some of these people. And then also Paul was my coach at the time, and he was, like, obviously the next flight. But I'm like, this is just insane that mm-hmm. I participated in this thing. With all these fucking people. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know? Paul was your coach then as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've been, you knew Paul for a long time. Yeah. It's been five, six years, oh, something okay. like that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. It was nuts, man. But this was really great, yeah. Yeah, in that one meet, it was like Jay was there. Yeah. Uh, Cade, Cade Weber was there. I don't know how you say his name, Cade Weber Weber. Weber, Weber. Um, and this dude was like, if he had decided to continue, probably would have been like one of the best of all time, like top five yeah, of all time. Absolutely. Like just a freak. And then, um, yeah, Paul was there. Um, Brady was there. Brady Brady had like a 550 pound bench at 275. Oh, yeah. Is that the bacon barbells? That's uh, Jordan. Oh, that's Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Brady was with. He's kind of participated with them back in the day, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like freakishly strong, dude. Just like came yeah. out of the woodwork. There's a couple other people. Yeah. yeah, like Brass was there. Like all these people who were like yeah, now Brass like competed. That's right. Yeah. He's out now because he's not competing. Yeah, and like whatever. all these people were like really big powerlifters. Like I remember seeing like the first meet I was ever at. Like the first meet you're ever at is usually like a. A bumblefuck meet yeah. in like a gymnasium, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And like the first meet I was ever at, I saw someone come within twenty pounds of breaking the all-time Canadian record at two seventy-five. Yeah, crazy. First meet ever. And he was just like, yeah. he, he looked like he had just like rolled out of bed, came downstairs, and decided that he was gonna like try to break the Canadian record. <laughs> and he was this fucking close. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and even Scott, uh, what's his name, McDermott, right? Yeah, he competed in bench only that day. Scott's been around powerlifting Canada for. I don't know. Forever. 20, 20, 30 years. So I don't know. Yeah. Who's, huge. Who's the top dog right now? Powerlifter in Canada. Like, you know how, like, Thor yeah. is the big boy? Yeah. Breaking records. Who would be the Canadian version of, like, the. There's a, one there's of the a couple, yeah, there's a couple of guys. So I would say it's like. There's a guy out of. I think he's from Grand Prairie. His name's Dane Dillon. Okay. And he's, like, uh, so he's competed at 308 and 275. And, like, he's totaled, like, near 2200 in sleeves. Totals. Yeah. Okay, so what sleeves? I heard you say yeah, that. Yeah, so when you compete in powerlifting, there's a, there's a couple of things you can do. So you can go bare knees, which is like very rare. You can go like knee sleeves, which will maybe give you, if you get some real tight ones, like 15, 25 pounds. They're like okay. those black one piece. Like neoprene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. neoprene things yeah. you slide on. And then you got knee wraps, which can give you damn near like 100 pounds. Really? From wraps? Oh, I've yeah. obviously use never them, used wraps properly. No, yeah. No, it's like when you wrap them properly, like you can't feel your leg below the below knee wrap. That spot. Yeah, it's that and then you just like sit down and then 
up until like the halfway mark. It's not even you. It's the rap. And then before you know it, you're at the top again. You're like, what the fuck? You gotta stay balanced. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, don't die. Okay, Go. so then there's rap. So then there's the next level, the bodysuit, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Multi ply. Yeah, which ply is like, sing yeah, single ply. So it goes in terms of like the like the layers of material. So okay. single ply would be one layer of material. Yeah. And then those guys are getting on the order of like, you know, 70 to 100 pounds out of a bench shirt. You know, maybe yeah. like if you're really good, 150, 200. Same thing with like the squat suit. You know, typically around 100 pounds. If you're really good, maybe 150, 200. It's a lot and then, of weight. And then multiply guys are like, that's a fucking it's a whole nother world. Yeah. A whole nother world. There's guys who will get 400 pounds of a shirt. It's fucking insane, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, are these records you can't wear these suits or what? So there's with yeah with all the with all the records there's there's different uh, like different classes. Okay, right? so it's just divided in whatever was used. Like yeah. you said, you did your squat in sleeves. Yeah. So what would happen? What was your number? Seven sixteen. So let's say you did a double ply suit. Your yeah. number would go up from that. Well, here's the thing, right? And, and that's 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 where it becomes really really interesting, right? Because you have like these raw lifters and always talk shit about multiply, and then like yeah. multiply is like, well, you guys are pussies. You don't want to put enough weight on your back, like all kinds of dumb shit right. back and forth. <laughs> but the thing is, like, they're just two different sports, right? Right? It's like raw powerlifting is a completely different sport, and it's like to figure out how to do a raw squat, bench press, and deadlift. Like, yeah, there's some nuance. Yeah, it's going to take some time to learn it. But beyond that, it's not that fucking complicated. Like I am not a yeah. I am not a savant by any means, and I'm very good at teaching people how to squat, bench press, and deadlift. Yeah. When it comes to multiply squat, bench press, and deadlift, I don't have a fucking snowball's chance in hell. I couldn't tell you a single fucking cue. I because I don't know. It's a oh, different yeah, sport. For the technique. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's totally keep, different. Keep your head up. Don't That's look at your dick. Up. Like I don't yeah. know. Don't let it fall on your face, man. That's it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Crazy. It's yeah, I've yeah. never experienced that. Yeah. Like, what would uh, dash you? Were you at the gym when he was slapping yeah. his on? It, all, it was like yeah. a two-person thing. Yeah. Is that a single ply or is that a multiply? The, I don't know. I would assume it's a single ply, but I don't know for sure. Like, yeah, this single ply is usually real, real tight. Dude, it was a chore for this yeah. guy to get yeah. it on. Yeah. Like a yeah. two-man ordeal, two strong men. It was yeah. an inter, I think it was an injured single ply suit, but I'm yeah. not 100%. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's just like there's not really any like parallels or comparison between the sports because they're like so, so, so different. Right. And, so, I, and so, I tell people that they're different sports. They are. So which which one would you lean towards? You say raw. you're raw then? Yeah, raw yeah. powerlifting. Yeah. And that's like, you know, in sleeves or in wraps, and it's like raw with wraps, but it's still just raw. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the route I would want to go. Yeah. The suit seems fucked up. Kind it's not of. really a thing. I guess it's it's very niche market now within the lifting community to be a, a lift. A, it, a, Multiply. Yeah. It has to be yeah. an ego thing, though. Like, what else? Or I, mean, is I always view it. I always view it from the perspective of because I've had a couple of friends get into like single and multiply, and um, like a good buddy of mine is named Seth. I mean, he squatted seven hundred pounds at nineteen years old. Holy shit! Raw. Yeah. Raw in fucking knee sleeves. Wow. No drugs, nothing. Seven hundred pounds, nineteen years old. Holy shit! At some point, you. It seems like with a person that? like that, like you just have a, you're just a little bit fucking better at this than everyone else. And so for him, he's like, well, listen, like I'm already, you know, the best in Canada right now. So why don't I slap on this fucking super suit and see what I can do? And then he squatted, you know, a thousand pounds at 22 years old. Holy and then he squatted 1100 pounds at 25. So where's this guy now? He lives in, uh, he Florida? lives in Florida. He's yeah. going to chiropractic college in Florida. Yeah. Is he still lifting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's still yeah. Yep. And his training partner is the best raw power lifter in the world in sleeves and in wraps. 
Huh. Strongest person in history. Well, that's perfect to learn from, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looks like he's heading that way too. I mean, well, those numbers are yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is a buddy of yours? Yeah. Seth. Yeah. I think most people don't. Obviously, it depends on where you start on the runway in life, right? So as you said, he's just fucking better than most people at that thing. Yeah. But for someone like you or I, like Joel, we're not ever going to get to the point of needing needing to put on a suit in order to stop or to, to keep progressing. To elevate our game. Yeah, because yeah. it's like we have a long fucking yeah. runway, man. I have get, a lot of squatting to do to get to 700. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Before I need shit. <laughs> so it's like... So funny how yeah. subjective it is too, because like when I lifted my small town garage, everyone thinks I'm strong. Yeah. And then when like uh, when we all worked out together, I was like, "Fuck, I am not strong at all." <laughs> like I could I could hold my own for like my size and all that, but there's just like yeah. there's different breeds. Like, you guys know a lot of you, you yeah. are strong people first off, but you know a lot of strong motherfuckers, yeah. man. Well, and the thing like, is, a whole different world. Do you remember crazy. I showed you that picture of my buddy when he was at the Arnold with Larry Wheels? Yeah, yeah. It's like. You know, Nick is now. Hey, I think, was that him, the gym yeah. Yeah. guy? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so they are, like, he's one of the top uh, 220 pound lifters in Canada right now. He's, like, I think he's like, you know, eighth or seventh or something. He's pretty high up there. Like, he's very good. Really? And you see him, and you see him in person. He's a pretty thick guy, pretty yeah. muscular. Yeah. And then you see how fucking tiny he looks oh, yeah. compared to Larry Wheels. True. And then, you think, you think, and then you think, right? And you're like, all right, well, this guy is one of the best in Canada. And then this guy is one of the best in the world. And it's like, it's like, it's that next step. Yeah. It's like you to, to, to Stu. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's right? the yeah. step, right? Like, I like, feel strong. And then Stu walks yeah. just like, all right, there's another fucking notch on this dial. <laughs> 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 but that's the step, right? Like, yeah. Jesus. And I think it's, and, and something I had talked to uh, somebody a long time ago about was that, the best are going to be the best regardless of what they do, right? Oh, so yeah. if, if the fucking super suits never came along, we never had single ply, we never had multiply, they're still going to be the strongest people in the world. Yeah. Because they're just fucking built different, right? And it's, um, like I've told this story before, but there was kids that I played football with in Scarborough who were six foot two and 255 pounds at 16 years old, and they still had abs. Crazy, man. That's a, like... I'm sorry. You're different. But, like, you're a different person. That's a different kind of human being than me. Yeah. yeah. Even if I train super hard, yeah. I'm never going to be that at 16 years old. Yeah, no. Exactly. And it's just like, but that's the people at the highest levels of every sport. For sure. And it's really funny, right? Because, like, people, like, they try to force it, right? And it's like, you probably knew, like, pretty early on in fighting. You're like, you know what? I'm not fucking Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. And I like it. And I find fulfillment in it. But I'm not fucking Muhammad Ali. Right. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating too, right? Because you have people and they try to force it. And they say, okay, well, you know, like, I'm not strong raw. So I'm going to get into single ply. Oh, well, I didn't expect what I wanted in single. You know, I didn't get what I wanted in single ply. So I'm going to go into multiply. And then you have this whole group of guys, none of who is strong, but they all just like talk each other up and they just like work out and multiply. And you're like, to what end? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, why? Why just, just... Just be normal. Like, just lift weights. Like, stop trying to be, like, it's like the hipsters are lifting weights. Yeah, that's a, it must be a weird thing in the powerlifting world. I don't know. I would find, I find it weird not being in the powerlifting world. I, like, if someone, let's say, squats 200 pounds and I see them throwing on one of these special suits, I'd be like, I don't know, man. 
Yeah. Like, that don't look right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know the powerlifting rule, but that looks fucked up. Yeah. It's like, you, you didn't, you didn't get there. No. no it's no. just like, you're, it's like you're the odd one out. Cause in my head, like when I had first gotten into lifting weights, people who did that kind of stuff were all and because it's, you know, because it's confirmation Same bias strong. from the internet. Yeah. They're all insanely strong, right? These yeah. guys have like a thousand pound benches, eleven hundred pound benches. Yeah. You know, they're squatting thirteen hundred pounds. I'm like, well, like, that's what you got to do. Insane, you yeah, know, yeah. if you're gonna do a multiply, like that's what you got to do. Yeah. And then you see this guy, you know, you see these guys and they squat five hundred and fifty pounds of multiply, and you know that they're getting two hundred and fifty pounds out of the suit, and you're like, why? <laughs> why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah. But then the question then is, do you like, what's the difference? You know? Yeah. If you want, if you find fulfillment, it's like you know what I'd like to do something a little unique. This is a little fucking dying out per se, arguably. Yeah. But like, I just want to try it out and just see what happens. Like, all right, maybe you like the pain, maybe you like getting fucking bruised knees and fucking armpit. Like, yeah. You know, I just like fucking myself up, and my buddies like doing it too. So. But what other sport has that? It's not like you go yeah. blast, play basketball with these spring fucking shoes on. Yeah. That makes you jump three feet sure. high. You know, know what I mean? mean? Like, or it's, like... At one point, it's like, just do whatever makes you happy, man. It, I, I agree with yeah. you, but what other sport has something like that? It, it doesn't. Legit, it doesn't. Yeah. And I think... They made boo boots, though, back when we were kids. Remember yeah, those? They, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. fucking dunk shit with those. <laughs> you dunk your face on the floor. <laughs> you can hardly walk with those bitches, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you have all these... Uh, you have all these guys and they, and they get into it really early and then you ask yourself, it's like, well, like, you know, maybe you're doing it because you, you like it and you're doing it because whatever, but it's just like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I kind of want to like, if I'm going to do something, like, I'm going to try to be good at it. Right. And then I just like, I think about it from the regard of like, maybe it's because I'm very self-critical. Yes. But personally, like I would, I would be ashamed if I was in that position. Right. Yeah. And so when they're not, I'm like, Maybe you're just far more self-confident yeah. than me. <laughs> right. Maybe you, 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 we're, you, yeah. we're just yeah. different humans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like maybe maybe they just yeah. yeah. Maybe they have self-confidence that I don't, and that's yeah. probably it. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They're like, ah, I like doing this, and I don't care that I'm not good. I wear this suit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like we're just on the house <laughs> after dinner. Uh, we're just meeting on the beach, right? It's odd here, but you go to here, she's all good. Yeah. It's like uh, maybe you're just a speedo guy in Ontario, man. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> on that note because it just reminded me like the first so I was in St. Martin with my family yeah and on the on the Dutch side there's like uh, there's like top optional beaches and it and I was just like the first time I ever saw it I was just like so alarmed yeah because it was not it was not anyone that you would want to see topless right it was like women between the ages of like 50 and 70 yeah don't give like, a fuck and you're like oh okay <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much I appreciate these topless beaches. <laughs> and then you're just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Can we go to the pool? That's <laughs> how you grow up real quick. It's like, you got to learn to appreciate that. <laughs> I can't. There's a time and place where I'll appreciate that. Yeah, that's right. And that's, not here. Here. <laughs> and that's not now. That's not now. It's when it's the uh, only option. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, you got the strength, and now you're a coach. Yeah, you're doing coaching and lifting, and you're a personal trainer. Yeah. So yeah, so I've been uh, I've been training people at the Good Life Rito Center since September 2017, mm. and then. Uh, it was funny, right? Because like for probably a year before I graduated school, people were like, "What are you gonna do when you graduate?" Because I have a bullshit degree. They're like, "What are you gonna do when you graduate? What are you gonna do when you graduate?" And you're like, "I don't know. I'll probably get some bullshit personal training job. I don't fucking know." <laughs> and the first first job I applied for after I graduate was like the personal training <laughs> job of their life, and it was the first interview I had. 
And then I got the job, and I was like, well, I guess that worked out. <laughs> it's like the first time in my life where what I've said was going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I planted that seed early, and it fucking grew. Huh? Yeah. Dude, I know a lot of, like, I don't want to talk shit about good life and don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. But I know a lot of good life trainers, and I hope you're on a different level. Of, like, is there, like, yeah. level one advanced yeah. trainer? Okay, because yeah. you seem to know way too much to be yeah. just a good life trainer, man. Yeah. One in the... Uh, yeah, and that's the thing is like in in the region that we're in, like uh, Ottawa, like I've gotten into education of other trainers, and then yeah. there's also uh, as an addition to that, like I train a lot of the people that I work with, right? Like both in person and online. Yeah. So like a lot of the other trainers that I work with, like I do all of their programming, and they come to me and they ask me questions because I know more, and then my manager knows that, and so we raise the standard within our club, and then right. if we raise the standard within our club, we hopefully raise the standard within the company Um, and that was a big thing that changed probably in the last year and a half within Mm -hmm. Good Life is like they really tried to like double down on quality of service and like the quality of the trainer because like for a long time it was you know like fat dudes who didn't really know what they were doing and they were taking someone's 55 bucks an hour and just making them do jumping jacks in the fucking corner and blow a whistle at them that's right and uh it's thankfully kind of turned the corner and there's definitely a new era that's good that's good they're looking into that and appreciating what they have like yeah like i mean you just you have way too much knowledge to be like a level (laughs) one normal personal trainer compared relative to the ones i've met you know what i mean they're usually like they just got the basics and they can they can bring an old lady and make them sweat you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's all good it's just you seem like what you said you train the trainer that makes sense to me yeah like that i could see more yeah and well, it's literally even since the day like I pretty much since the day I met you like I remember you sent me the compendulum of your knowledge I think is what it was called Compendi- yeah, yeah it was like all my ebooks all the ebooks yeah. and there's like this is that was like that was probably 2016 mm-hmm. but like what's this like 60 60 tra- strength training and uh, conditioning and sports athleticism it was like yeah. pages of ebooks that are all like I don't know 200 to fucking yeah. 400 pages long yeah, she's like, this is where I get all my information yeah, from. You've read them. Yeah. Oh. Student, yeah like, this is this is like impression <laughs> number one, young Stu. I'm like, fuck me, this guy is on another level of learning. Like, yeah. Because he's just absorbing dedicated knowledge yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he's also working with like at the time and still, but with Paul too. I'm like, yeah. this guy, he's a sponge. Yeah. You know. And, and then, then he's also a fucking juggernaut. <laughs> well, and the and the funny thing was is the reason why that happened is I was like. Because before I started lifting weights, like I was like super skinny. Like I started lifting weights when I was like 160 pounds. Like start high school style? Is that what Like grade 11 is when I started lifting weights. Oh, really? Yeah. I started late and I was like 160 pounds. And I was like, fuck, like I'm not, I'm not very big. Like yeah. I, I obviously like, I don't have like for whatever reason, you know, there's like other kids that are way more jacked than me. And like, I obviously don't have like the best genetics. So like, I got to figure out like the best way to do this. And so I've always been obsessed with, like, the best way to do something because I want to be efficient with my time. Right, right. And so, like, I found, like, the best program or the, what I thought to be the best program at the time. And then, like, in five months, I gained 45 pounds. And I was like, this is sick. Like, yeah. This works. So, okay. <laughs> check marks. And so, yeah. Yeah. But then it's just, like, if that, if you, you know, if you do so, like, if you, if you start with, like, a hypothesis and you're like, if I find the best program, then I'll get better results. And then you're proven right the first time you ever do something. That's very hard to forget. So then you're like moving forward. You're like, well, shit. Like, maybe I can just always just like keep looking for the best stuff. Like, always keep looking how to how to get ahead. And like, and then when I actually saw people who were like really gifted, 
I was like, well, I'm not fucking him, so I obviously need to just train better than all of them. And then that just continued. Yeah. And it's really, really important. I think that's something that a lot of people are missing. It's just like, you got to really fucking want it. Or you hire someone that knows your shit. <laughs> you got to really want it, and you got to realize that you don't know it all, and you need to yeah. you know, yeah. know better, right? Yeah. That's where a lot of people fail, I think. They just get too close off. Yeah. yeah. I think your ready. ego gets ahead of you, yeah. and you don't want to be humbled by those around you or have someone else... Like call you out and be like, look, you're wrong, or you're doing this fucking yeah, shit's all fucked up. Shitty, so do it better. Yeah, like wow. Like no, it's it's just like that guy at the club. Your back hurts, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, or you know, or leave. It's like if you suck at it, you suck at it. It's okay. I'm not saying you're a bad person, Mm -hmm. but fucking get better. Yeah, you know, you can't. If you think you're good all the time, you're never gonna have any motivation to improve. Yeah. So like, guess what? You're not good. Well, and then the. uh and that's always been what's what I've found has been like the funnest part of personal training, right? It's like you have these people that come in, they're all like standoffish, right? Yes. I'm like, well, how do you justify charging what you charge? I'm like, well, because like I've been doing this for 14 years. And they're like, well, like, you know, we'll see, right? And they're always like, they're always like fucking super sour, like, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And then we go down to the floor and then like, they'll, you know, they'll do a squat or something. And I'll be like, well, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and this wrong, and like, try doing this. I'm like, oh my God, my back doesn't hurt. Like, well, yeah, like, it shouldn't hurt. Yeah. Like, it's a normal movement. It shouldn't hurt when you squat. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I always tell them, I'm like, okay, like, you think about it. I was like, you've had back pain when you squat for the last four years. And I was like, it took me five minutes to figure that out. And I was like, imagine what I can do with an hour. Yeah. And then compound that two to three times a week for a year. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Hard to put a tag on that, right? Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh shit," you know. And it's uh, there's 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 some people that I've trained where, and that's why I'll, I don't think I'll ever stop training general population clients because there's some people that I've trained where it's like, you know, you like we were talking about before, you have someone who's been who's been fat or overweight their entire life, and like they've they've had a tough go of it. If you get that person not fat for the first time in their memory, oh yeah. Think about what that does to their oh, to their right. emotional state, right? Yeah. You've literally given them their life back. It's yeah. a breakdown. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't you can't put words to it. That's yeah. Like, you mentioned before too about someone like they they tired they have the strength to stand. Yeah. Right. And then you get them functioning and able to walk and sit and like get out of bed. It's like I don't care. And then you're squatting a plate. It's like squatting the plate is the bolt. Like nobody gives a fuck about that. But the fact is now you can get in and out of your car. Yeah. You can get out of bed in the morning. You can yeah. fucking go for a walk around the block. Yeah. Like. That's your whole life, you know. This is what bonus, whatever. Nobody gives a shit, but that's awesome to be able to give that person just like quality of life and like confidence, right? The, the confidence is priceless. It's yeah. Huge. Well, and like you probably, you guys probably both see it more. Is uh, sometimes you become way more than a trainer. You know what I mean? Oh, because you showed them this other life. Yeah. Now they're feeling good. Blah blah. blah. Now they attach you to this new life. Like I am me now because of this person. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple clients now where I'm like way more than I thought I was to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just all it would all come out once we'd start like kind of separating. Then they'd have anxiety. Like, okay, you brought me here. Now I'm like, all right. Well, you got your goals now. You know what to do. You're on the right That's track. Good. good for you. And then it's like. Uh oh! Now they connect you to that good time. They think without you, that's yeah. they're gonna they're gonna fail, right? So yeah. then you become like a big fucking part of the world. And I didn't expect that when I was personal training. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where they're like calling me and they're texting me. And at first I was like, "Why the fuck yeah, right. is this happening?" But then you realize you're a huge 
part of their life now. Yeah. You know, you, you gave them life again. And you're like, you're like to them, you're like their best friend, right? Yeah. So would you say it's probably safe, like, with your clients? Then I'm assuming over t- like because you're also a, a mentor, yeah, of a sense, but you also have a mentor. Would you say like? You try to instill that with them along the way so you're not as attached to the outcome as you could potentially be. So it's like, yeah, this isn't because of me. This is because now you're learning to do this on your own eventually and like, yeah. phase me the fuck out. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and, and that's that's something that I had like a really hard time with when I first started at Good Life, right? Because Good Life has this model where they're like, renewals, renewals, renewals. Oh, attention, yeah. And at first, I, I just like, I couldn't figure it out. And then my manager explained it to me. He's like, listen, like, he's like, I'm not saying don't get them to their goals and get them where they want to be and just keep them on the hook and like, you know, addicted and shitty. He's like, I'm saying get them to where they want to be. And then because they have the extra money and because they like you and because they enjoy, you know, like all of the aspects of personal training, they stick around. He's like, not a single one of my clients still needs me. But I still have all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just easier. Yeah. And that's yeah. and like when I had that paradigm shift where I was like, well fuck, like you know, you just like you do a home run with every single client and then at the end of you know the year, the eighteen months or whatever, you're like, All right, see ya. And then if they want to continue, then you have that conversation with them. And then that's like a bond for life. Like one of my clients, Eileen, like I've been with her for it will have been two years in April. Mm-hmm. And like she's awesome. Like she's coming to my wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a long. That's a long time to have a client, man. Yeah, and it's, and it's uh, and it's you know like she's coming to my wedding. Like I I made sure that like she was she competed at finals. Right. Yep. And like you know she was anxious because it was like her her first meet out of Ottawa, and I was driving down morning of, and I like emailed the meet director, and I was like, listen, like, can she just weigh in morning of instead of the night before? And he's like, yeah, I just get here before seven thirty. You know, so we got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, picked her up at 5.30, drove down to Kingston. But it's like, for people that have, like, put that trust in you, the least that you can do is reciprocate that. And I think oh, yeah, that's yeah. when, like, a lot of personal trainers get, like, a really shitty rap, right? Because, yeah. like, they get to that point where they've developed all this relationship with someone. Yeah. And then instead of being like, you know what? Like, I like this person. Like, just don't be a fucking asshole about it. They're like, oh, fuck them. And you're like, well, dude, come on. Like, that's a person with, like, thoughts and feelings and yeah. emotions, too. And you're just yeah. like... Essentially, like it's it's almost like a breakup, right? It's, you're just like throwing away everything it, it that you is guys like went a over. Breakup, man. Yeah, that's exactly how yeah. it seemed to me when I first started trying yeah. to dwindle clients uh, yeah. away because I was starting to get too busy. I was like, listen, you know, we had this time frame, but now it's time you you do your thing. You know, I helped you, I guided you. Now I gotta do mine, and it was exactly like a breakup, man. It was yeah. like. Yeah. First, it was like a few messages a day, like, hey, how's your day? It's been, yeah. You know, like, next day, hey, I haven't talked to you in a bit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that. And it's good to yeah. hear your perspective, like, how important it is to them. And it is important just to keep them going, right? Whether, what I thought is, like, I kind of felt like I was fucking them. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're still paying me the same amount you are paying me at the beginning. Yeah. And now you're kind of cruising. You know what I yeah. mean? And you're like, not doing anything. A lot of the work yeah. has been done, and now you're kind of cruising. Yeah. Just because that's the plan they wanted, they yeah, that's how that's how it was set up. So I was like, kind of felt like you, you go have your freedom now. Come on, go yeah. like go free they, bird. They want yeah. they yeah. want to stay with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the and the thing that I found was super super helpful for me is you're like, all right, like we gotta fucking we gotta think about this as like a mission, and we have an objective, and we get to that objective, and we accomplish that. 
what's next? It's yeah. not a, oh my God, I'm at my goal body. It's like, no, motherfucker, like you built this body. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, what do you want to You know, are you going to run a 5K? Are you going to do like a CrossFit competition? Yeah. Are you going to pick up like a barbell sport, like Olympic lifting yeah. or powerlifting? Like, yeah. we got to figure something out. Yeah. Like, you're not just going to be a bystander in this. Like, you started to realize, like, through working with a personal trainer, you have like some app aptitude with this yeah. like fucking use it yeah and it's like having people like realize that they're like oh yeah this is sick right so you know for someone like you know if you have like a general population client they come to you and like they just wanted to lose weight and you're like all right man like we well, have like a sick aerobic base you know and you're like you're in pretty good shape now like you ever thought about any kind of like grappling or wrestling they're like, well, i don't know it's like well you want to try it well, yeah sure yeah right and it's like and then sometimes like you know, there's plenty of shit that I've fallen into in my adult life where, like, the only reason I ever did it was because someone suggested it. Right, for sure. And it's like, these people don't know. Like, it's, you know, they're kind of like, they're tourists in physical fitness. Like, and then, you know, you, you end up getting people who are like, end up being freakishly good. You're like, yeah. oh, shit, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. One <laughs> you get my, someone who squats 400 pounds their first day, you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> One of my top female members at the boxing gym, we started as a personal training, just hidden weight. She wanted to lose weight, just got over a divorce and yeah. stuff. Just wanted to get trimmed up. And uh, then one day I'm like, hey, for a warm-up, let's hit some mitts. Okay, sure. She starts hitting the mitts, and I could just see it in her eyes. Like, she lit up. Yeah. Well, that transferred to we stopped personal training. But now she's like, one of my, if I need to show an example to the class, mm -hmm. now she got in shape. And like you said, now that she's in shape, now her boxing's her new thing. So now yeah. she's like, yeah. she's she's all into the boxing. She's a great example to everyone. Such a nice treat to have, too, especially since he, like, molded her off the get-go. Yeah. And now she's kind of, yeah. she's doing what I wanted her to do, di diverting to something else on her own. Yeah. So it's sweet. Still involved, because obviously yeah. I teach the class, but... Yeah. But then that's also like the best feeling in the world too, where it's like you've gotten someone to the goals and they've accomplished what they want to accomplish and you help them get there. And then like when they move on and it's not like a weird breakup, you know what I mean? And like you see them in the gym and they're like, hey, how are you? And you like, you stop and you talk to them for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then like they retained everything that you taught them about like exercise, nutrition and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And like they didn't gain any weight back. They're yeah. still coming in three to four times a week. They're yeah. still in shape. Yeah. And it's just like, to me, that's just as good. Yeah, I'm like, great. this is hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's just like, um, and I feel like a lot of people, they don't have the conviction when it comes to training people, right? Like, because you know, if you think about it, and they're like, well, you know, personal training, like I could just be a personal trainer because then I make you know like fifty to hundred bucks an hour, and then like you know I just don't have to work that much and I just you know tell people lift some weights and count some sets and some reps and you're like no asshole like you're demeaning this profession like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot more to this and like you can legitimately change a person's entire life if you oh, do properly sure, man. well and that's sure. part as you said before that culture is changing like because there was a point not so long ago where that's exactly what was happening like people were getting in and that's all that they got it's like I'm okay you're gonna do three quarter or one quarter push-ups and then you're going to do air squats that go six inches from the fucking top yeah. and then you're going to run on the treadmill for 20 minutes and there's a workout mm -hmm. it's like you're doing nothing yeah but that's a personal trainer right so now and that's something that obviously prescript is a big part of that too in the in your life but in canada in general now but that's like the huge shift of education mm -hmm. and just access to good knowledge yeah. and like good teachers that's part of the problem right yeah all this information on the internet so many people are fucking idiots yeah like, you don't know who to listen to right, right. Yeah. So you get you get a beacon who has a good voice and good solid information that in the critical thinking side of it right it's like this is not do the set this way this is 
this is how you tell how to tell your client to do something proper properly for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's invaluable, right? Yeah. So that's, it's good to see that that's where everything's kind of shifting to in the next, you know, now, but it's for two, the better, two to for five sure. years for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. So when it's, and it's, it's so weird to me too, because like I, like Ray works at Nautilus in Aylmer, right? Nautilus Plus in Aylmer. In order to be a trainer at Nautilus Plus in Aylmer, you need to either be in the process of getting your degree in kinesiology yes. or have a degree in kinesiology really? or a related field. Like, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? They're like, you have to have a degree in training people because we don't, we don't do things half measure. Yep. And for them, they have a much easier time convincing people to spend the money because sure. they're like, listen, dude, like, I'm a registered kinesiologist. Like, I am an allied health professional. Yeah. This is my career. Like, I have a four-year degree in this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. It's kind of like going to a dietitian or a physio. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. We're going to... Not the, yeah. not the pros. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah. until, you know, there's enough of a shift in education that, you know, that's the prerequisite for being a personal trainer. Like, I think there's always going to be that stigma, which is sure. tough, but... I think with Prescript and like everything that's going on with like online fitness education, like educating yep. trainers, especially what's happening now in good life, like it's yeah, the tide's turning, turning the corner. It's good. It's good for guys like. I think it's mostly just good life coming up because they are the biggest player in Canada. You know what I mean? It's well, they're the they're the sixth largest fitness company in the world. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Who's the largest? Any idea? Oh fuck! I don't know. Probably something crazy. Like uh, like who? Probably, probably, probably something you wouldn't even think about. You yeah. know, what I mean? like like an apparel company, or something oh, yeah, like yeah. Adidas. Like yeah, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, we don't yeah. have them here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, well, it's not here. Yeah, it's got to be something crazy. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we didn't do speed round. No, speed yeah. round. Let's do speed round. You want to do a speed it's, round? Let's do speed round. We'll, we'll go back and forth with some questions. All right. What, what are you? Time. Where are you going right now with your training? First of all, we do the speed round. Are you trying to get more online, or are you trying to get more in person, or so or whatever? Uh, comes I'm like comes. I'm like chock full in person now. Yep. Uh, we had some people leave, you know, due to the coronavirus, and uh, so I'm chock full in person now. I'm accepting a couple more online clients. Yep. Um, it's filling up very Busy quick. Man. Like yeah, you yeah. were here. Yeah. I had four yesterday, so I'm at the point now where I'm like having to start to turn people away or send them to other people. So yeah, so if, if they want in, you got to get in now. If they come and they make a convincing case, they then maybe we can work. <laughs> get your request and have a man in, in uh, high demand. Yeah. yeah, it's we yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Right? Not expecting that. All right, let's speed bag you a bit. We'll just throw some simple questions. All right, are right. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Favorite exercise? Uh, squat. Uh, least. Or what's your most hated machine in the gym? Uh, the bad girl machine. Because girls lean forward and then they stick their butt out and they think they're twerking to buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's Jimmy been to? Uh, it was uh, the Good Life at 137 College. It was just on the second floor. Toronto? Yeah, my brother used to work there. Man, it's I've just, been there. It's disgusting. I've been there. It's awful. <laughs> I think I've been there. It's my yeah. graces. Yeah, 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 wasn't yeah. it terrible? It was a sweat house. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awful. And then, like, the showers are all dingy and shit. Yeah, that's the worst That's the worst gym I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. Pastor titties. Uh, but. Nice. Yeah. You gotta do it. Uh, booze are dope. Dope, for sure. Don't drink. Don't yeah. drink at all. Don't, don't, no drinking. Uh, I don't know. If you could fucking sing in one metal band, who would it be? Uh, Pantera. 
eyes. Yeah, because yeah. Pantera's sick. Who the fuck wouldn't want to be yeah, Pantera? If you could lift with anyone, who would it be? Um, probably Andre Milanichev, because he's just like super, yeah. super crazy in Russia. Oh, yeah, I don't know. He's yeah, just a crazy yeah, guy. Translator translator guy. Whatever, but all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's all, he also has really bad Tourette's. So he's just he just he's ridiculous. Out just scream yeah. shit in Russian. You don't know what he's saying. Top song to get amped up for the gym. Uh, right now, it's probably the new Burmese Horizon. Parasite. Oh yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. What is fuck. it? It's called Parasite Eve. I don't know. It's super catchy. Parasite Eve. Yeah, it's heavy. Not not really. Not really. But it's like it's got a really good. It after, it's a really good beat. Yeah. Yeah. Just gets me amped. This is the one I remembered from a year ago. When's the last time you cried? Thursday when I finished my squats. Good. I, 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 yeah, because I was so emotionally yeah. charged because I was all fucked up. This is the first time in like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. whatever fourteen months that yeah. I was able to complete a set of squat and wraps and not yeah, explode. Yeah. And then I like unwrap my knees and I was like all out of breath, trying not to have a heart attack. And then I was like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, had a little cry. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Cheers, the happier. Yeah. Always yeah. The best, man. And I was like, holy fuck, I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah. What'd you eat last night? What the fuck did I? Oh, we all ate the same shit. We had uh, we had ribeyes, oh, yeah, sweet potatoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we had some beer. We had dinner together. Yeah, we all know this time. I can't remember last night. Ah, fuck. Huh? That's all a right. classic too. We haven't done that one in a while. What did we? Eat? We ate ribeye. We ate potato. And potato corn. with uh, Greek yogurt on there. That was the first time I ever had that. Instead of sour cream. And it just tastes like sour cream. Yeah. There's a nice little hack for you people out there. Fit hack. Yeah, fit hack. And corn. Yeah, which was so good. Yep. So good. Butter, I just found it interesting too. Uh, what's would you say in the course of your life you've had? What would be the one most pivotal moment or event that set you to where you are today? Piece of advice or event? Oh yeah, that's an easy one. So having to stop playing football. Yeah. So you know I played football for up to that point for like 2015, probably like 10 years, right? 10 or 11 years, and like you know, you define your identity because that was the first time where I like I had to redefine myself as an adult, right? Right. So it's like up until that point, everyone knew me as like a football player. It's like, hey, guess what, bud? Like your fucking brains are soup. You can't play football anymore. Figure some shit out. And it's like to to you know to go from like being the big man on campus to like not being able to go to classes, like having to drop out of school for a semester, like having to like go to rehab for concussions, like all this ridiculous shit. And then it's like, okay, well, like, can't do that anymore. So, like, what do I do? And then you have to have, like, a really deep conversation with yourself about, like, what makes you, you? Yeah. Yeah. And then you come to realize that, like, it has nothing to do with what you do as a person. And it has a lot to do with, like, how you make people feel and how you treat people and how you act. For sure. And so I would say that's the biggest one for me is, like, not being able to do what I had envisioned for like 10 years and yeah. I haven't like redefined myself in the absence of that we, we touched on that big time I think it was the last podcast when you have an identity and how hard it is to stray away from that when circumstances change right yeah like muscle bill muscle bill but he, muscle bill yeah. thinks muscle bill changes but to me he's, he's muscle bill regardless of fucking whatever yeah. right yeah. and people call thing. me punchy and I'm like well when I stop punching what the fuck right yeah. like I'm gonna stop punching one of these days yeah. soon, like I'm getting old and what am I gonna be then but then I like I was yeah. like, whatever, fuck, who knows, yeah. I'll deal with it then, but it's a hard thing, to, hard thing to deal with. It just becomes another part of your, like, your persona or your identity, yeah, and it just doesn't become the defining characteristic. Life, man. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. What would you say, one more from, from me, if there's a, 
skinny kid like myself, you know, in high school, I was like five foot nothing, hundred pounds, like small guy. And I said, Hey man, I want to grow up and be strong. Yeah. In one sentence, what would you say to him? Every meal that you have for the next, you know, if you're 14, every meal that you have for the next eight years, eat until you feel sick, find a program, run it for the next eight years without stopping. Um, and then if you get too fat, just don't worry about it and deal with it later. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> that's just what keep I keep fucking growing and getting huge and strong. Eventually, eventually you'll diet, but that's a fucking later you yeah, problem. Right yeah, now, yeah. just get huge. Yeah, build that muscle. Build yeah. that muscle. I like it. That's great. Because yeah. no, that's, that's all I fucking did, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah. No, that's sweet. No, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, hopefully, the phone turns out. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I hope so. Fine. It was a great conversation. Scott, thank you a lot to come down or for having us down, man. Yeah, just absolutely. seeing all your discipline too makes me like fucking critique myself. Like, man, I do not have discipline like this. These guys. Sure, are I mean, when I came so up last time, I came home like, fuck, man. Yeah, like, like they know what they're working out at the gym. They like yeah. they just got their shit together. I'm just so fucking haywire. I don't got it all under control. But it's like going home is gonna be a takeaway for me. Like, yeah. come on, man, get your shit together. These guys can. They got full lives. You know, they can yeah. figure it out. And it's a, and a big thing too is like, I was always told without a plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. And so it's just like, it doesn't have to be a fuck, like, you know, we had the conversation last night. It doesn't have to be a fucking PhD dissertation on your plan. Yeah. Just like kind of an idea going in. It's like, all right, well, like I'm going to train upper body a couple times. I'm going to train lower body a couple times. And like, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to eat four to five meals a day with a relatively large serving of protein each time. And then some of them have carbohydrates and some of them don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, okay, that's how it goes. That'll work well for like 99% of people. Yeah, for like years at a time. Yeah, oh my God, here we are. But it's just like, you know, you just do like, do a mediocre job every day as opposed to being like 100% three days out of the week and you'll probably end up ahead of where you were anyways. Yeah, right. Your curve goes a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. So, sweet, I appreciate you sitting down and uh, so your Instagrams are Kodiak Barbell and then... Yeah, it's Kodiak. I think it's Kodiak underscore, underscore barbell. Maybe, yeah. Because I don't think you can do dashes. And then the other one is Le Quadzilla. Yeah. Le Quadzilla. I like it. <laughs> Happy France. Yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll do the. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't eat blood. laughs>